Welcome to Biota Interviews. I'm Tom Barblay, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Stefan Raffler, who has taken Conway's life in a fantastic new direction with the creation of Smooth Life. How did you become interested in cellular automata? I grew up with the Commodore Amiga. I guess it was around 1989 when I first saw a game of life simulation running on the screen. It had like 60 by 40 cells in 5 frames per second. And it was colorful. The cells were circles. Why I was interested then, I think I don't have to explain to your audience. I was so interested that I programmed a version myself in Assembler using the Blitter. With it, you had to basically implement a full adder with logic operations yourself for the counting of the neighborhood cells. So this shows how interested I was already back then and it never diminished. Can you talk about the creation of Smooth Life? It happened somehow automatically while I was implementing a Game of Life version on my newly acquired computer with a GPU. I wanted to learn GLSL. I started with two nested for loops for the counting of the neighborhood and was delighted to see how fast it was. So I thought I could enlarge the neighborhood, see what happens and it would still be fast enough. It turned out that this had already been done by Kelly Michelle Evans. I could get data for oblique gliders from her papers from the internet in no time. I wanted to enhance the gliders and have them go equally well in all directions. So I came up with the idea of the circular kernels. Can you talk about the concept of smooth space and conceptually how that is computed? On the computer everything is discrete, even floating point numbers. You just have to be careful that you discretize enough to get all the effects and details you need. Imagine a pixelized circle, say with a radius of 3 pixels. And now imagine a geometric circle. There are many ways you can put the geometric circle onto the pixel circle. You can vary the radius or you can shift it laterally and it would still be rounded to the same pixel circle. The more pixels you take now, i.e. the bigger the radius, the more accurate your approximation becomes and the less geometric circles you can inscribe. This costs memory and computation time. Another possibility is anti-aliasing, where you approximate the edge of the circle with different shades of the circle color. This appears much smoother to the eye already and it turns out that it is also good for the computation and you can choose much smaller radii. Can you talk a little bit more about smooth time-stepping? It is the same with time-steps. If you see artifacts in the simulation like flickering, then your time-step is probably too big. You can know that if you make the time-step smaller and the flickering is gone, then you can be sure this was a numerical artifact. In the original game of life, every new time-step is determined by replacing old cells with new ones. For smooth time-stepping, replacing doesn't work. You have to add or subtract to the existing values. This way you can make these amounts as small as you want, and then you can speak of smooth time-stepping. Have you considered using the infinitesimal space and time approach to other previously discrete simulations? Yes, in fact, I thought of all the cellular automata that are available in, for example, GOLI or MCEL, two popular cellular automaton simulation programs. The smooth life method should be applicable to many of them. I think, for example, of the automaton called Brian's Brain, but I never have tried it actually. Your paper notes the importance of gliders and their shape through the mathematical optimization you perform through smooth life. 
Can you talk about following gliders through this process? The glider was the central thing that interested me. For me, the game of life is the glider. I always wanted to see a glider that can go in other directions than di diagonal. To achieve this, I already had tried many things. For example, a version of the game of life with more than two states. When I saw the chance with the enlarged neighborhood, my first thought was of using this for having a glider go in other directions. When I saw my first oblique glider in Kelly Michelle Evans larger than life, I was very happy. But they were so rare and seemed to always want to go in any direction, but then fall onto the diagonals after a few steps again. So I made the outer shape of the kernel circular and with anti-aliasing and thought that this was it. But the becoming diagonal behavior still existed. So the last square thing that was left was the pixel in the middle. When I made this circular too, the gliders could finally go equally well in all directions. Smooth Life runs in both 2D and 3D. What insights in visualization have you made through these transitions? First of all, that 3D was way too slow to find anything. To find a glider, you have to vary parameters and see how things change. This was not possible at first in my 3D implementation, so I decided to use FFT eventually. The operations that are done in the game of life are convolutions, and they can be done in two ways. Either you sum over the kernel with two or three nested for loops, or you transfer everything into Fourier space. There you only have to multiply element-wise once, which is much faster. Then you transform back. I searched for an FFT implementation that could do 1D, 2D and 3D equally well, and it had to be in GLSL. I couldn't find any, so I implemented this myself, and I'm very proud of that. You use GPU computation to create the smooth life environment. Can you talk about the constraints and benefits of such a computational environment? With a GPU, you can't write to arbitrary buffer locations. You just can read from them. But luckily for smooth life, this is exactly what is needed. Either way, if you do it with nested loops or with FFT, you need only be able to read from buffer locations that are different from the current pixel, never write. The benefits are huge, cause it is so much faster. With my GPU, you can only use float precision, which is not so good for Mandelbrot fractals, for example. But with the newer GPUs, you can even have double precision. For smooth life, float is enough. The success of Smooth Life Online has come through YouTube. I noticed a number of experiments on YouTube leading up to the current videos. What insights did you make prior to the viral success of the Smooth Life YouTube clip? My channel was up pretty much exactly a year before Tim's video. I also had a Smooth Life L video. It had 34 views at that time. I think no one can watch all the Smooth Life videos you know from A to Z and from 1 to 7 on my channel. Only I can do that. For others, it's just too boring and too long. When I started the channel, I didn't have the FFT yet, nor the 3D implementation, nor the 3D glider, the sphere version, and the second time-stepping mode. But no matter what discovery I made and put up immediately, it didn't get much attention. People said it was fantastic, I should write a paper, etc., but it never had YouTube or internet success. Following the success of the Smooth Life video, 
What insights do you have for other simulators about using the YouTube medium for propagating simulation ideas? Well, it's the music, isn't it? What you need is a Tim who approaches you and tells you he wants to implement your stuff. He made the video, he chose the music, he wrote the video descriptions, etc. And he already had a massive following for other reasons. I never could have written such a concise video description. That's just something you can't do as the developer yourself because your head is full of so much other stuff that is really unimportant for someone who sees it for the first time. You need someone with an outside view on the subject. But of course you can't put music under every science. That's really the greatest compliment for me and for Smooth Life. That you can't put fitting music under it. Because I'm also an artist, you know, and I want it to be beautiful. What's next? With Smooth Life I've already had so many ideas that eventually didn't work and followed so many paths that were dead ends that I'm feeling kind of exhausted now. Regarding coding at least, not that I could not produce more ideas. At the moment I have to rest a little while. Then I want to investigate how Smooth Life and Cellular Automata in general are or can be made Lorentz invariant. And I already have an idea for modifying the SNM function in a more general way. The user will be able to draw rectangles and polygons and with this many more interesting rules will be able to be found. Maybe even rules that allow many different gliders and stable and oscillating structures at the same time. Many thanks for your time. My pleasure.